0: Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Wednesday, the 8th of September. Worshippers who attended an illegal gathering in Melbourne overnight are set to face fines of up to $5,000 after a standoff with police. It's estimated up to 100 people gathered at the Melbourne Synagogue yesterday morning to mark Jewish New Year. The doors opened after 8pm last night where tense scenes then unfolded with reports a camera operator was injured. Yesterday, Victoria recorded another 246 new COVID cases. More than half remain under investigation. It comes as the Victorian Premier, Dan Andrews, joined the Queensland and WA Premiers in hitting out of the federal government, claiming New South Wales is getting more supplies of Pfizer.
2: Now, Some don't like to see this as a race, but a race it surely is. What I didn't know was that Premier Berejiklian's in a sprint while the rest of us are supposed to do some sort of egg and spoon thing. No, we want our fair share.
0: The Queensland Premier also hit back at the Prime Minister for criticising her state's slow vaccine rollout after the state recorded a second day of no new COVID cases. Anastasia Palaszczuk claiming it's a supply issue with some of the vaccines going to New South Wales instead. We understand that when a state is going through a particular troublesome time that yes, more vaccines should be allocated. But don't go then and blame Queensland and Western Australia for getting out the vaccine that we have available. My message is, let's work together and let's get this done. Meantime, in New South Wales, new research suggests vaccines and lockdowns have prevented half a million COVID cases and thousands of deaths. Burnett Institute modelling shows almost 6,000 people in Sydney's hotspot suburbs would have died from this latest outbreak if extra vaccines weren't available and restrictions weren't in force. Yesterday, seven more deaths were recorded in New South Wales and 1,220 new COVID infections. With the Premier warning a surge in cases is expected over the next week. Epidemiologist Professor Adrian Estiman says we need to be looking after our health system. When it's like, you know, um two thousand, three thousand cases a day, which might well end up being in two or three weeks' time, if your hospitalization rate is ten percent, then that's like three hundred cases a day going into the system and they simply won't be able to cope. Meantime, lockdown could be lifted as early as this weekend for parts of regional New South Wales. The state's crisis cabinet is set to meet today to consider health advice for parts of the state's north coast, northern rivers and Riverina. And authorities are urging rescuers and volunteers who helped in the search of missing toddler AJ L. Falak to get tested for COVID after two positive cases were detected at a nearby church. The three-year-old is recovering at home in the Hunter region in New South Wales after he went missing for four days. It's understood AJ's mum Kelly and other people connected to the major search visited the local monastery in Putty to pray for AJ's safe return. While the positive cases weren't there at the same time, authorities say all involved should be tested and isolate until they receive a negative result. (coughs) Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To Victoria, firstly, and authorities are investigating another potential COVID leak from the state's hotel quarantine system. A female nurse tested positive on Monday after working at the Flinders Lane Holiday Inn in the heart of Melbourne, where she was helping to care for 151 guests. James Lake in Melbourne says the race is on to trace where her infection came from.
1: Authorities are wasting no time on the genomic sequencing of this one, Tash, because they need to find out if the nurse has caught the virus from a hotel guest or out in the community. Now, if it was caught outside, then there's the risk she's brought it in and infected the quarantining guests or other colleagues. Right now, another 31 hotel staff are in isolation awaiting their test results, while the quarantine hotel has remained open for the time being. Thankfully, all workers in Victoria's hotel quarantine system are tested for COVID on a daily basis.
0: And to Queensland, and soldiers sent to Afghanistan to rescue citizens and refugees are still waiting for an exemption to return home. They're held up in Dubai waiting for approval for special hotel quarantine, with the state's health minister confirming the return of 40 diggers is still being negotiated. As Brisbane reporter David Shiraz explains, it comes despite exemptions already being made for cricketers and the partners and wives of NRL players.
1: Good morning, Tash. Well, the Queensland government has... Has recently copped national criticism for its complex border rules that have at times locked out its own. A border policy which on any given day can see a three-year-old struggle to get into the Sunshine State to be with his family, but sports stars and their families welcomed with open arms. Now the state's health minister has explained last night that any request to quarantine in a defence bubble will be granted. It's believed defence has now made a series of hotel bookings in expectation of an approved border pass.
0: Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. Scott, good morning. There was no surprise yesterday from the RBA keeping, of course, interest rates on hold, but there was also some positive news about the local economy.
1: Tash, good morning. Yeah, there really was. And this, i got to say, as you, as you mentioned, no, no one, no one was expecting rates to change. But people were wondering, will the RBA hold course with the current level of stimulus or throw more? fuel under the recovery fire, just to make sure things work well. In fact, it was exactly the opposite. They announced plans to start reducing some of that bond buying. I'm not going to get into the detail of that, but effectively that provides support to medium-term interest rates and medium-term lending. They'll be actually pulling back on stimulus, announcing plans to continue to withdraw that, pretty much saying, look, we think the economy is in a decent shape. Yes, we're in trouble right now. Yes, unemployment will go up a little bit. But we think the bounce back is going to be quick, it's going to be solid and frankly it's going to be pretty impressive in terms of size. And so we just simply don't need to put that stimulus into place over the next few months. So if they're right, I guess we all hope they are, it is very good news for the economy.
0: Scott, I'm glad we started with some good news because now we head to the bad news. As we know, Christmas may be still a few months away, but warnings are already growing of product shortages and higher prices.
1: Yeah, this is, this is the bad news, isn't it? Look, honestly, freight right now is up to nine times as much, sea freight It's costing up to nine times as much as it did Pre-pandemic, as a supply chain interruptions, freight shortages, product shortages continue to hit the economy. Now we've been talking about this for months. Of course, we talked about um, computer chips being in shortages months ago. Now it's hitting average product, everything from comics to toys to books. Things coming from overseas are simply—it's too hard to get them here, or their suppliers are simply saying we can't pay the freight. It simply costs too much to make the prices reasonable. And so, yeah, we're expecting gaps on shelves. And most importantly, if you're listening, make sure you get your Christmas shopping, particularly online, done early, because it's going to get worse as we get closer to Christmas.
0: Big delays for Santa on the way. And Bitcoin (laughs) achieves something of a milestone, Scott. This is interesting, as El Salvador becomes the first country to accept it as a legal tender. You kind
1: of feel like this is one of those Hail Mary passes, Taj. El Salvador, not among the the world's largest economies, of course, or more advanced economies. I don't say that to to bag El Salvador, but the simple reality is that the, the country is basically saying, look, we will now rise and fall based on the movement in bitcoin prices if if the bitcoin price does go higher and stay high El salvador is going to mint money because literally it's almost tying your entire economy to a single asset price and one that's very very volatile like that if it keeps going up all of a sudden our salvadorians become very rich if the reverse happens of course and the currency does the cryptocurrency does plunge and or stay low then that's really going to hurt their economy they probably feel like it's an opportunity to take a gamble But I have to say, it's it's a very, very rough one. Good news for Bitcoin, true believers, by the way, they're seeing this as, and to some degree it is, some sort of proof that it's here to stay. So that's a positive. But yeah, if you're El Salvador, you're desperately now hoping your entire economy is hinging on the Bitcoin price going higher.
0: Scott, as we know, anything can happen in 2021. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, Dash. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas and Brett the Roosters welcome back some heavy hitters for their elimination clash with the Titans.
2: Yes good morning Tash Jared Waria Hargraves returns from a knee injury and Victor the inflictor Victor Radley has served his latest suspension but he's still planning to play on an edge. I won't be changing my game but I won't be getting suspended either make sure of that and then um, play my footy Now the Titans have named their co-captain Kevin Proctor despite carrying a shoulder issue the storm in some other team news will give Cam Munster every chance to prove his fitness ahead of their qualifying final against manly that's friday night on the sunny coast they have named him but harry grant is there on the bench as the backup playmaker star winger josh Carr has been ruled out with hamstring troubles the seagulls are in form at the moment tommy turbo on fire they named an unchanged side last night tash
0: and brett the afl has locked in the start time for this year's grand final in perth can we stay up that late
2: well, let's hope we can. It's a twilight first bounce in Perth, so that's a quarter past five. That's Saturday, September 25, so it's quarter past seven on the Eastern Seaboard. Uh, so that will be broadcast at night for the second year in a row. The league has been criticised for a late finish last year, finished after 10 o'clock. That made it difficult for families with kids to stay up for the finish. Next year's grand final is expected to return to an afternoon time slot at the MCG. Now, in some selection news, Jaden Hunt is hoping to force his way into the Demons lineup ahead of Friday night. It's prelim final against the Cats in Perth. The defender trained fully yesterday after recovering from ankle surgery just a month ago. His teammate Jack Viney says it's a tough team to break into. I think he's a serious chance. Like that was his goal from the get-go was to get himself in a position to, to play finals, and it's now up to the match committee to de- determine whether they think he's uh, you know ready to roll. And the Power face the Bulldogs in the other prelim final. That is at the Adelaide Oval. They've played down some injury concerns surrounding Robbie Gray and Aracio Fantasia, who are on. Light duties at training yesterday, Tash.
0: And Brett, the Socceroos charged towards the World Cup, continued in steamy conditions in Vietnam last night.
2: And one goal proved to be uh, the difference last night. That's all we needed to get the win over Vietnam. As you said, uh, oppressive conditions... Uh, It's our 10th win in a row So we're in great form under Graham Arnold At the moment and considering all the Logistics and borders and quarantines And being away from home for so long It's a great result and it was Ryan Grant Who scored his first international goal
1: Ryan McGree, again they'll swing it Back towards Ryan Grant who is finished forwards, and Australia have The goal that they craved
2: so that is 10 wins in a row, that audio there, thanks to Channel 10. And we've got the US Open quarterfinals on today. Daniel Medvedev is through to the semifinals. He's the Russian second seed. And, of course, Novak Djokovic is through to the quarters as well, and he is going for all the slams in his collection in the same calendar year and to edge above Roger and Rafa with 21 grand slams.
0: He is an extraordinary tennis player. Thanks so much, Brett. Thank you, Taj. And a taste of what's to come for life out of lockdown. Some of the biggest Australian acts have been announced for the New South Wales Great Southern Nights Concert Series for 2022. Big stars like Jessica Malboy, Peking Duck, Missy Higgins, Jimmy Barnes and Amy Shark will hit the stage in March and April. Cannot wait. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, you can also catch the latest episode. Episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free i'm natasha belling thanks so much for your company have a great day stay safe and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow listener